0: A man left for New York,
1: driven by his hate for women,
0: swiping right for all the wrong reasons.
1: Damn, Daniel?
0: So what did you do? My name is D, and if you're swiping right on me, you're swiping right all the time. I'm just a sweet transvestite. <laughs> I'm
1: Charnel. Rocky Horror Picture Show has been stuck in my head um, for the last like three days. I saw a drag show, um, and they performed "Sweet Transvestite," which is problematic. And I know anybody who's hearing me is like, "This is Chanel's too woke for this." I am, but Rocky Horror Picture Show is a piece of art. Um, it's one of my favorite songs from. <laughs>
0: Uh, um i'm sure people who
1: love true crime have you had never seen rocky horror picture show
0: that's what i was gonna say but don't look at me like that really i have not i've only seen like clips of it
1: Ugh. um well I was this, like he's gonna judge me this so. podcast ended quickly huh <laughs> uh geez, you uncultured piece of <laughs> no
0: i had a house so i don't know who you, you had it. a house like, but uncultured. no culture like what you...
1: like had like you had well you you need to go watch it like it's it's a strange film and the plot, there's a plot, kind of, um, but it is a, it's a cult classic, and I, I love it so much. Oh my God, I love Rockabye Picture Show.
0: I'll, I'll, I'll find it. Somewhere. Stay for the night,
1: or maybe a bite.
0: Mm, I love it. I can't enjoy these things. I can't you? like you. Should. I, I can't enjoy them would you. So
1: come up to the lab and see what's on the slab. I see you shiver with the Antissa. patient
0: <laughs> did you actually count it out in the movie no it's actually...
1: it, whenever you perform it anyone performs it live they take their uh. own time and the the goal is it's very interactive when you watch it with people so people will be like say it patient <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the right <laughs> blame um, no it's just it's just a great I, song i just
0: can't enjoy it with you
1: I's <laughs> like my, my favorite love. session. I've been making a man with. Every time I say I can't enjoy with you, you <laughs> keep going on. Like, <laughs> I hoping, feel left out. <laughs> giving my attention. I'm just a sweet transvestite from sensational Transylvania. Well, today we're not
0: talking uh-uh. about Transylvania.
1: No, we are not talking about Transylvania. We're actually talking about some towns in, uh, South, of Western Connecticut, um, oh, some yeah, boroughs right in, some in New York,
0: some city stuff, in city some folks. in a town
1: in California. We've we've got a we've got a globe trotter. We're,
0: we're traveling around the U.S.
1: Ran, he ran up some miles on Amtrak and on Southwest. I'm just imagining he flew. <laughs> I was like, yeah, he did. Yeah, it was, it I don't know nice. if it was JetBlue. I fly JetBlue because I like JetBlue's aesthetic.
0: Never been on JetBlue, yeah. Um, I'm the Delta girl right now, but I, I've heard good things about Jet- Um,
1: Don't know anything about Delta.
0: JetBlue um,
1: <laughs> De- overpriced. So if you go in JetBlue, they treat you well. You get all the like snacks and delectables and shit. Um, like I said, the aesthetic is very like modern. It doesn't have that like a lot of airlines try to hold on to that like sixties seventies kind 50s, of fifties like like look. Yeah, and JetBlue is like, well, we're gonna be done with that. All our girls are gonna be like dressing these very like fa- form fitting, but well like flattering shirts our males are gonna wear this like it just looks nice the planes look nice
0: I'll it's to cheap
1: like you can fly if you want like you're like me you don't like driving to dc you can fly to dc for a <laughs> hundred bucks um it's nothing so yeah we're here and we're gonna talk um about a special guy but we're gonna talk about what brought him to everyone's attention i love a local story
0: a local or current um, this is
1: our third kind of local story because we had um Uh, we had william in new britain Mm -hmm. shout out to hard hitting um we had billy smolensky in waterbury and now we've got a good old daniel drayton yeah in east haven Connecticut, waterbury
0: hamden hamden
1: (laughs) 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 so we are here and it all starts um well the name Daniel Drayton shows up in our lives, specifically probably more or so ours, um in New York area, um on july 17, twenty eighteen. Because in Springfield Garden in Queens, New York, shout out to you Queens, and um twenty nine year old Samantha Stewart was found by her brother and her father in her bedroom in their family home with trauma to her head and neck. She was found in a pool of blood around with a pool of blood around her head and most of her teeth knocked out. Right. Intense,
0: yeah. strong.
1: Yeah, like the amount of anger and rage you have to have. You know how hard you gotta hit someone to, to knock, knock their, out teeth, their out? teeth out. Yeah, like you, like you've gotta be angry.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And what there is a scary thread that draws this entire story together, specifically because this is all surrounding. This is essentially all dating violence. Yeah. And that's terrifying for people who are single like me and (laughs) who are using dating apps because dating apps typically provide a type of safety. I guess Um,
0: it's sort of.
1: Well, for like, especially for like, I'll say this, for, for queer people, for queer men like myself, like dating apps definitely provide you with like, you don't have to, if you're if you're shy and you the club scene, because with gays you only date two one or two ways. You do it online or you get referred. It's just like job searching. Mm-hmm. Like so, like either gotta like go to a club and meet people and talk to them around this non sober environment. You got to know someone who's like, oh my god, I know another gay guy. You guys would probably hit it off because you know you both like dick. Like what? Mm-hmm. And then. Like and then you gotta do it online. But online provides a safety from both of those things. You don't have to go out and if you don't wanna drink, you don't have to go drink, you don't have to be over inundated with any kind of social interaction. And you don't have to be like confronted or possibly in danger online right away no physical harm right away i
0: mean it's the same for women oh as yeah well. i mean we know about i mean this is gonna be describing what could go wrong but you know when i was a a tinderer myself a it wasn't tinderer, that long ago by the way yourself. it was not that long ago because i met my boyfriend on tinder but when i was on tinder i mean i was the girl who was like and that 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 net of safety, safety you were talking about. I was that girl that would look up names. Oh, what's your full name? Look up backgrounds. Like, I mean, I did run a full background check on my boyfriend. He knows about it before I like I got serious with I him. I have a
1: friend who runs background checks. Like, whenever she's oh, actually, which funny, not and, this, names. and this is actually going to be a tie into this episode as well because my old social worker when I was in foster care. Um, I probably can't say her name because before I lose her job, um, knowing that she runs like unauthorized background checks, <laughs> <laughs> but sorry girl no one listens to this right I don't
0: know after <laughs> I I she's done lots of job.
1: <laughs> but um no like I remember she like it was back in the days last time she's done it but whenever she's super protective of me even like here we are 18 years later and so she's like what's his name Where? what town did he live in you don't happen to know his social security number right, <laughs> like, right. his last address what's that what right the- and like I was dating I was seeing this guy very nice Jewish man um who lived in um newtown connecticut specifically um just to know that we are in connecticut guys shout out to the nutmeg state uh we we, yukon central whatever
0: huskies go huskies
1: um like she had found him like and his mother's arrest record i was like his mama (laughs) if you would have known that what this woman was like this very like shy quiet woman i'm like yeah disorderly conduct i'm like Oh, that must have been if she was younger. She says, here 2012? I was like, oh. So (laughs) I I am
0: that girl for all my friends because, my us and I used to do it for her too, like, look up. and But, like, when it's something serious for me, like, I could just research things. I'm really good at research. I did it at my job too, not because they asked me to, because I had the capability to. And someone came in with a long rapture, not this job, but, like, a long time ago, and they didn't know about it. And the requirement was for you to be somewhat legal positive like not so and they had a serious rap sheet and they didn't know so i've always been this girl that looked up people's criminal backgrounds but when it's something serious i will pay
1: how do you not know you have a serious rap sheet what do you mean you said he didn't know he didn't know that was a requirement the,
0: the job no the no the client wasn't gonna disclose so they could get into the program
1: it's like, you know what? You that know sounds what really funny because it's like people who, I can't say that on the show. Um, <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> never mind. Uh, cause that that, t- that tells you too much about who I am and what I do. But <laughs> it is, um, it's like people who lie about things when it's gonna, like, oh, a perfect example. People who lie about dick size, like, you're not gonna find out. <laughs> Right. Like, you realize that there is a there's public, a fact check that comes with this. Fact check.
0: Public knowledge. It's not public knowledge. knowledge. It's like yeah, well, criminal, r- record's oh, I was
1: talking about dick stuff.
0: I mean, <laughs> it could be public knowledge depending on the guy you're talking to. Because sometimes, you know, they're out there and you don't know they're out there until you run a Google search image on their penis and you find it. I'm not saying this is experience.
1: Oh, I don't, why do that? Maybe, I do that? I've just, done that. I'm I just prefer- ask my friends if they know who this person is. I don't go, what the fuck? Uh, like, the best, look, like, if you're, if you're a queer person listening to this, the best <laughs> Google search for uh genital photo. <laughs> Is essentially asking your friends if they, especially if you're in a small town. State, oh, no,
0: this is a small community. Small stuff, state though. like Connecticut. That's, that's what it is. You just
1: say, I'm looking for this, and it's like, oh, yeah, I know Henry. You're like, Phew, thank you. No. Um, Tell me about this. Mm-hmm. Like, is he, Like, he drinks a little bit too much. He works part time. He still lives with his parents. What does he do? What did he do now? Oh, all the same things. Thank you, because you dated him in what? 2014? He ain't shit. That's He's definitely like, a
0: small community thing. But when you're talking to people outside of the state, you get a dick pic, you Google image search to see if it's I don't been anywhere talk, else. No,
1: I, don't know what, I, don't, I don't talk to people outside of the state unless I'm sleeping with that person in that state at that moment. Oh, like oh, If okay. I'm talking to somebody who's in Boston, Massachusetts, probably is, I'm in Boston, Massachusetts, and I'm going to see it. doesn't matter. Let's get back <laughs> to this. So we find... <laughs> I hate you so much. So off track. <laughs> so we find Samantha here. And obviously the suspect for this crime was a Mr. Daniel... Drayton and I am going to say this now. you Yeah, I'm going to say now. I'm the only one who can say this. D can't say anything because her name is very simple as well. Um, my name is charnel It is an odd but unique and fun name. It kind of rolls off the tongue. It's very pretty. Um, some would describe it as feminine, but fuck you. Um, I don't have anything wrong with being feminized. Uh, at all. But I just think my name is secure in what it is. It is a beautiful name and it's very masculine. Um, but that was a whole. Yes, just prefacing. But Daniel, the way Daniel is spelled, frustrated me every time I had to write it in this outline, because I, at some point I just started calling them DD. Like, because he was like, <laughs> Don't
0: do that, because that's my initials. Don't do that.
1: <laughs> you told everybody. Now just going to keep searching.
0: They could search because I don't use my real name.
1: Not anymore. I remember, there was a whole point in time where you were on the Facebook page using your real name. And then. But like, I
0: never friended anyone. And I they don't either.
1: have to friend you for them to know what your first You're name so is. so annoying. Just because I'm right. So, <laughs> either way, this. Like, it just bothered me. But and I'm not, says, I'm not making fun of his name. I'm just wait, saying. Wait, wait. Is
0: thing. it Daniel or it's Daniel?
1: It's Daniel. No, it's not. Yeah, that's pronounced Daniel. It's
0: Daniel. That's what it says phonetically.
1: Okay, my name is Charneel, phonetically, but that's not my name. <laughs> I'm just that's saying. how people. This is pe- this. Is what I'm saying this is what people who have basic ass names always say <laughs> when they make fun of someone's name. Well, that's not how it's spelled. Well, I'm telling you how it's said. <laughs> Michelangelo don't look like Michelangelo Listen, to me always either. Miss I'll fight in my you real across name. this table.
0: People always miss syllables in my real name, so.
1: Yeah. I'll fight you. Are you are
0: you so like catching me outside right now? Right. No I, one can see you. Like I was like, why are you looking at me like that?
1: <laughs> Either way, so there's a history with Daniel. So Daniel um grew up in Hamden, Connecticut, originally from New York, but pretty much spent his formative years in Hamden, Connecticut, and he grew up in foster care. Right. Um and according to his last foster family, he hadn't lived with them since he was about eighteen years old. And this is where you pull over, and this because this is Chanel's area of expertise. <laughs> um, and specifically, I want everyone to know something. So, if you guys haven't guessed it yet, if you guys haven't heard about it yet, um, I am a former foster kid. The, the accurate term is foster care alumni, um, because they want to make it sound pretty. Pretty, because you have to. It's government shit. Um, and so there are things that happen. So he said he hasn't lived there since 18 years old. And there's a three year gap between 18 and 21, 21 for Daniel right. that we don't know what happens to him because he was kind of in the wind. And usually that happens because, uh, someone aged out of foster care. If you don't want that means, it means you have the opportunity to, at least in Connecticut, because I can speak to this because it's Connecticut. Um, in Connecticut, you have the opportunity to continue to receive services and stipends and things like that. If you decide to enroll and want a trade school, or a two-year or four-year institution of higher learning. Um, so we obviously know that not everyone can go to college. That's not in the framework of success for everybody, but that's what happens. Or you can sign yourself out of care at 18, which means you sign away basically all the services and things that DCF is providing you specifically as a foster youth. You can still receive, you can still sign up to get, like, health care and food stamps, things like that. But, like, DCF's stipends and things like that, and access to that care is no longer a thing.
0: All right.
1: Um... Mm-hmm. What?
0: No, I was going to say, like, I work with kids in the system currently, and what I see typically is there is a part of my program specifically that caters to kids that are aging out and usually it's typically if they hold a job or they are now they get a little bit flexible i see them like if they get a job full time or something like that they let them stay a little bit longer in the system but typically they're eventually want them if they're not going to school to get demo services that's like if yeah. for the adult mental health but you have to have a mental health or addiction that's if that's if you, and again, if you, get, if you if you don't, don't have, have it, it there's that issue where where do i go next
1: so, well that's the thing right? so if you like they want one, they put you into demons. They want to put you into... If you don't have uh, mental illness or co-occur- uh, co-occurring disorder like addiction, you're not going to get those services. Nope. So when you sign out of foster care, um, the other thing is signing yourself out aging. So you age out at 18. And uh, only because I've written papers on this recently, um, 20% of aged out foster youth immediately experience homelessness right. right after this. So that could be where he is. He could be floating in the wind kind of like... He could be... like Homelessness, there's... Tra- there's all kinds of different types of homelessness Living so at he could a house he or... could be sleeping, uh, sleeping on someone's couch right. he could be able to work pay for an apartment and lose it be homeless for, uh, without right. a residence for a month get another apartment like right. there are different ways of Forms describing of homelessness, homelessness. Yeah. there's a like extreme homelessness is the one you see on the street someone who has no no belongings no home no sheltered. money like right
0: typically is called um, and sheltered
1: so that's where we are now. And so when you're homeless like this, and now we also have to talk about how Daniel has that history of mental illness. Like right. he has a long history of violent, aggressive behavior. And when you age and you sign yourself out of care and you become homeless, obviously physical health care, mental health care becomes less accessible to you. Right. And so you're not being treated.
0: Not being treated, not being taken care of, not being looked right. after unless you enter a program. Now, you know, being that, I don't know if they had tested him at this point because, if he sent himself out he could have gotten Demis services if he was diagnosed. right so there is
1: a lot of things there's about there's a lot this of things case. like we
0: said we don't know from 18 some things have
1: been like retracted and redacted from like news reports and things like that because right. they weren't supposed to share like we specifically don't know what his condition was no um we know that at some point he was taking medication we they won't tell us what that medication is right. so like there's a there lot are of HIPAA things violations and exactly. stuff like that so Oh, okay, I thought you were still going. Uh, so <laughs> I, was, I was like, "What?" I was like, where, "Where are we going with this? What are you doing?" No,
0: th- so yeah, um, basically, we don't know what was going on with him, and there was that time that we didn't hear from him, but we start to hear from him again in November of two thousand eleven. Um, East and police were called out to his home, which is interesting. So I guess he had a home. Keep that well, in mind. That's what I'm saying. So within,
1: that's at this point he's twenty one years old, right? On th- and this is also Thanksgiving, so. Right no yams no shit <laughs> so like he's 21 years old so from 18 to 21 he is in the wind so there's a lot of things that have happened so we meet him here he's got an apartment now
0: mm-hmm. So uh, really,
1: he's also and
0: he also has a girlfriend and
1: e- exactly like they're like they're
0: there's the, how he got there we don't know
1: i wish i did and i'm and like this is the beautiful thing about this too is that we're also going to be like bonusing this somehow Boners not on the Patreon or anything but yeah. as we get more updates and like collective cohesive information no. we're gonna kind of just throw it on the timeline we're not gonna tell you when this is gonna show up right. um, yeah. but look out for this cause this um, is
0: kind of a cliffhanger episode especially where it ends off but it's
1: this is what did you do Infinity War <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh man it is we're gonna have you wait in a whole year like Marvel did to us ugh
1: I knew I was waiting a year. I knew it was going to happen. I know
0: you did, but I don't like that about Marvel. And then you have to watch all the movies in between to catch a little glimpse. But anyways.
1: You don't. They've <laughs> given. <laughs> I was like, you're wrong.
0: I don't know things about Marvel like you do. You,
1: like, you yeah. haven't seen Rocket. Like, you need to get some culture <laughs> in your life. You, like, you are on your fake-ass summer break just like I am. <laughs> and you can
0: Two seconds of a break.
1: <laughs> watch all these movies. But we find him Thanksgiving two thousand eleven at East Haven apartment. Yes, police were called. I apologize. Police his
0: were called that was like that was his fault. So there's a robbery that happens, or there's a robbery that I guess he calls in saying that there was a robbery, Daniel. Come to find out it was actually a domestic, clearly domestic issue, um, going on. He had um beaten up his girlfriend. She was curled up in a ball and um he plummeted her basically with punches before choking her out and blacking her blacking out. Yeah, so, so this he- is what the, the Police basically find is the blacked out girlfriend when they come in.
1: Yeah, so it was, again, this is incredibly violent, incredibly physical. Um, apparently, like he, she had uh, this girlfriend had said in other reports that he was hitting her so hard that she kind of went into shock
0: um, um, she and end up
1: urinating. On right,
0: herself. and this is something that, I mean, that shock and that fear too, it probably is fear driven of her, like, I don't know if I'm about to die. You urinate yourself. You have to think about how mm-hmm. scared you are, especially if you're. An adult, I'm assuming she's, like, a young adult, but still an adult. Right. You know, somebody is hitting you, hitting you, hitting you. You don't know if you're going to die or not. And she urinates on herself. So. And she was helpless.
1: Yeah, she says she blacks out, which a lot of people, like, what that shock is. And we've t- I think we talked about it. I think we talked about it on the Patreon episode. Um, like, that tonic immobility. Like, right. a lot of sexual assault victims experience that. Like, that's yeah. why, they, like, when they shame victims, like, why didn't you fight back? Because, like, sometimes your body just freezes up. Like, right. you... It's just what it is. And How she says she can see. your body reacts yeah. Is
0: different, yeah. And
1: this girlfriend says, like, I could see the door. The door was right there. Like, she could,
0: mm-hmm. but
1: she couldn't. Like, right. and this man is, like, on top of like, it. Like, it's just terrible. Like, again, violently, remember, we in the beginning of this episode, we found Samantha Stewart with her teeth knocked out. Like, this guy obviously has rage. Right. Lots of it. Nowhere to put it.
0: <laughs> so, she gets treated and goes to the hospital. Um... I believe he gets released on bond. I think he gets arrested at this point. Yeah, so follow he, me here.
1: Yeah, he definitely gets arrested. He gets, follow.
0: Follow me here, but yeah, she she gets uh, he gets released on bond, where he goes back to her another time.
1: Yeah. So, guys, remember how we? <laughs> can I pull over? Can I just pull, pull over? over. Um, this isn't going to be like some psychological mumble jumbo This isn't going to be true crime chat. Um. This is Shar This is Chanel's corner. This is un- come to Uncle Charnel's bosom real quick. Um, I mean, no,
0: thank you, but sure. I mean, fuck you. Okay, like
1: <laughs> if you ever if you ever end up singing again and broken up and crying, don't talk to me about it and shit. Uh, <laughs> like I thought we were friends. No, thank you. Man, you go hug up on your man's bosom. I don't like, like that. Like go do that. No, it's making me mad. Either way, <laughs> um, it's just one of those things where. So often, and I've never been in a physically abusive relationship, but I have been in an emotionally abusive relationship. Mm -hmm. And I'm not equating the two things at all, but they're like, both of them have lasting effects. And so a lot of times when you're being abused, um, one, you start to normalize things like this, like, I, or you start to blame yourself. You start to be like, I'm the I'm the person who does this. I attract these type of people to me. I deserve this because I didn't get out sooner. I deserve this because I don't deserve love in the way that other people experience it. Um, and so once you've been... When things like this happen to you and it doesn't make you weak, it doesn't make you stupid. Um, but someone, when the abuser comes back, it happens so often. It's like, well, this is what I know. And he says he's going to change. And we talk about the traumatic bonding and stuff like that and how that usually works because of highs and lows all the time. But it's like when it's all you know and if you have a history of violence and we don't know why Daniel was in foster care either... Um, and but I'd imagine that this girl had to know that history as well. Right. And so maybe she felt sorry for him. She and a lot of times with especially with emotional abuse, you get caught up feeling like you're the only person who cares about them. They've made you believe that you're their only support system. Correct. And without you, um and we'll see this too, that when Daniel gets rejected, he's Goes out of his way to threaten people, and it doesn't like it will get there. I mean, yeah, but it's just like so you don't know, like, what he tells her. You don't know if it was like a I swear to God trigger warning, like, oh, I'll kill myself if you don't like things right. like this. Because, like, it's there's a lot of things that go into this, and, and it made it made my heart hurt to think about this woman getting beaten like that and right. then allowing him back into exactly. her life.
0: Well, just an offset off of that, if you fight back the abuse. You're still being abused. And right. sometimes people who are being abused and fight back and they're like, oh, I hate him too. That doesn't excuse his behavior. Not and that all. doesn't mean you're a guilty party as well. You just reacted differently than everybody else, right. but you still are at risk and need to get out of the situation. I know a lot of people who will make that excuse, well, I do something too to stay right. in that relationship. No, you need to leave just as much as the person who doesn't fight back. Exactly. You need to leave. You are so, not
1: safe. And you're not safe. Most this is not aggressive behavior thing. escalates. Right. Like you give you give a bitch an inch, they'll take a mile. And like you, the last thing anybody wants is for you to for people to get a phone call. Like I was watching. So stupid. But I was watching Luke Cage in domestic violence was uh, the season two was domestic violence was a a theme in that a little bit. Um. And you, did you see season two? Luke oh Cage? yeah, but yeah, okay,
0: gotcha.
1: Yeah, a cockroach and his uh, girlfriend. Yes. And. Misty Night. One of the texts told her, like, I've had so many domestic calls like this, and then she's like, "But you don't know how often I co- have to come back to that same residence for a homicide, like because okay. that person who didn't leave was killed. And like, mm-hmm. so there's so many things in this story that touches mm-hmm. um, me specifically. Like, I know I have very people who are very close to me who are domestic mm-hmm. violence victims. Again, mean, yeah. so like it's there's it's just so many things in the story that makes this kind of close to home. Mm-hmm. And I also just want to reference something. So. Throughout this episode, too, guys, I am going to say things, um, specifically about Daniel being a foster kid and what that system looks like, um, that people might misconstrue as justification or this is not, I, this is not that, um, forensic psychology is kind of what I want to do. And so, like, my, and part of that is understanding how what has happened to someone informs what they do. And so I'm not justifying it. He deserves, I don't believe that mental illness and things like that absolves you of any of the crimes, any of the hurt you've caused. He deserves to be punished. Um Also, because you guys will see all the other things he's done. This is not it. Um But like, I think that like, if it comes off as like, he's trying to justify it because he's a foster kid too. No, because like, I've been through some shit and I turned out all right. But with the proper amount of therapy, counseling, the right healthy support systems and coping mechanisms, blah, 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 blah. Her. So next up in the Daniel story, do you want to pick it up and like picking it up like Ariana Grande or?
0: I mean, I'll, I'll put it back Loving down. Picking it I'll up. drop it like it's hot, but I'll pick it up. I now. don't know how we
1: went from like Arnold Schwarzenegger. to like Nelly 2002,
0: <laughs> I sexualize everything. That's, right. no, mm, so, that's a sign of other things, but like, like <laughs> so, um, so he goes back and again, he assaults the same woman again um the police were called to the hospital for a serious assault on the woman. They get to the hospital. When they arrive, they see Drayton sitting in the um waiting room. When the officer approached and asked if it was him, he said, I'm not Daniel Drayton, I'm Darrell Ford. Anyways, from here they finally you know, book him. He goes into jail for about four and a half years. He's arrested. Um, this is begin this is like his longest prison terms and he's there until 2015
1: but yeah, around so. this time
0: hold on but around this time in 2012 before he got arrested I just wanted to say that they yeah. ordered him for a mental health evaluation right. um I'm not sure I don't think they were they they did do it actually so Demis Department of the mental health um I think wanted to well they wanted to do it but I don't know if he was, he did or not, but they said that he wasn't able to proceed. Basically, he wasn't able to understand. That's what the court records show. Um, they said he wasn't able to comprehend, and they made him do like a six day course for treatment. Huh. So I'm I'm not too sure. Like it, it it I. After two months, all of a sudden they said he was competent. So I don't know what happened in that time span. But like they went from saying that he was. Not able to compre- comprehend, and he wasn't competent. To too much later doing a treatment after sixty month they tre- uh, treatment sixty, De- 60 yeah. they treat in Demas and then he was competent. Well, the, I don't know if that's how that works, though.
1: Well, there's there are two um, factors in this, and I'm not denigrating Demas at all, but there have been times, documented times, very much where Demas does not do a good job. <laughs> at evaluating people and i have seen it firsthand so like there is um so there there's that like you you got someone doing the evaluation who maybe it's been a long day um someone who isn't adequately equipped to do an evaluation but has been called because it's necessary because it's a police investigation um or you get the fact that daniel really is mentally ill like which i believe that he is right definitely is because we'll, we'll get into that later but I think I, it's just, like, the fact that, like, two months and there's a major change, I don't, right. like. Right, that's
0: why I was, it was really confusing, because I was like, did they do any tests? Like, what did it because how, all of a sudden, you're competent after 60 days? And that's when, after that, they decided he was com- competent. He was always placed on a mental health washroom there, right. whatever. most people are. Right. Right. right, but, you know, he actually was sentenced to eight years, Um, but they suspended three, so he did five.
1: Yeah, it's, you know, and it's wild because this crime was like out of control. Like, did you, did you see the details in this? Because.
0: The one with the girlfriend?
1: Yes, like where they were, how it happened, when it happened. Mm -hmm. It was like, so like, this is why I'm saying like this guy, like you would, like, you would have to do like many, like, mental health evaluations on this guy. It can't just be one. You need a second and third and fourth opinion. Right. Because Because his, his violent, aggressive behavior, like overly violent, like I would go as far as to say, like this is like IED, like intermittent explosive disorder, like the things that I'll trigger- I was yeah, that too. I was diagnosed with it as a kid. Um <laughs> I was out of control. But there is, thing, look at God, won't he do it? But this is what I'm talking about, like counseling things, like medication. Right. Um Not on it now, but back in the day. Um, like, they were walking... There was a abandoned house in New Haven, Connecticut. And <laughs> she told him that she did not want to be with him. This is, like, this is what happens in abusive relationships. You get fed up, yeah. and you say you're going to leave. And apparently he did not like that. And he smashed over her head with a bottle. Like, it was, like, reckless...
0: You're right. I, I do remember reading that. Yeah. As you said it. Began
1: to choke her. And, like, I'm reading out of the police report here right, right, right. that she had yelled out, like, I love you, in the hopes that he would stop, yeah. like, because yeah. of this retaliation for him saying, I'm leaving you. And he did not stop. And so, like, this is, like, one of those things where, like, she tried to leave, went for the door, wasn't able to open it, grabbed her again, threw her to the ground, choked her until she lost consciousness, like, threatened to kill her mother if she broke up with him. Like, this,
0: like. So, here's another, like, Sidebar, if you're you leaving an abuser, I would do my best not to tell the abuser that I'm leaving. Try to make plans with somebody close to you to get you out of that situation, especially if he's known to escalate if you say you're breaking up. Don't tell. I always told you know, tell women, like make your plans, have your things set aside, and when you're ready to go, go, but honestly, you should go as soon as possible. But always make some plans, have a safety net, have a place to live have somewhere that you could call safe they do have shelters as well that specialize mm-hmm. in that situation but get yes. yourself out of a situation but you don't need to tell the person that because they can escalate they can be triggered by that and they're losing control and it's about control at the end of the day well
1: yeah and i mean there uh, there are ways there are i want to use the word euphemistic but there are like more euphemistic ways to tell someone that you're leaving, or to imply that you're leaving. Mm-hmm. But some people will read between lines. Sometimes, yeah, like it doesn't to. matter what you say to them. Like right. I think we need some space. Space, bitch. I am space. Like the fuck you mean? You're like you know, like it's things like that happen all the time. Where sometimes. Just leaving is the best best bet. Like, going to right. work and not coming home. Right. Like, right. I've, I've helped people do that before. Right. Like, I'll pick you up from work, whatever. I'll bring you to your mama's house. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, uh, like
0: I support that more than anything. Then you can send them an, uh, an email. A text
1: message. <laughs> Don't have to tell them where you're staying. Don't tell
0: them where you are at. Just, you know, but I support that more than ever. And everything. there are a lot of like police them. departments
1: especially now who, a lot, especially in Connecticut, a lot of police departments where now, they're not required, but... Um, they do get more funding if you, they have one. Um, a social worker mm-hmm. at police departments who will work with you if you are leaving an abusive relationship that you can say, Hey, like, I'm terrified for my life. Like, no, I don't have a restraining order. No, I don't have any, pre- he doesn't have any previous arrest or anything like that or, um, runs with the law, but. I am terrified and this is where I'm going to be staying and I don't want him to find out. And there, there there are times, I've seen it happen, where they'll have like patrols on the street, you know, for a couple nights going, just like having extra patrol run around a couple more times a night rather than just the one time down the road and going. Like, there are things that you can do to protect yourself in these situations and I just want everyone to be aware. Um, in the show notes, not... I'm Probably not right away, but in the show notes, I'm definitely going to have um, something. especially if you're in Connecticut, right. uh, places you can call, um, some, na- some national hotlines and things like that, um, how to get out of abusive relationships, because no one deserves no one. to be physically harmed, assaulted, emotionally um, broken down, and, have, and deserve to be, have that called love, because it's not right. that. Love hurts sometimes, but it doesn't hurt like that. Right. So, oh, God.
0: It's a mouthful, but it's important for everyone to know. so yeah. he gets I mean, it's who of- we are. Right. <laughs> I, like, I mean, we're social workers, so you're not just gonna get the case. You know, just, who you, you know why. Just, you're here. just so you know. <laughs> um, so he gets out of jail, and then he's put on probation. From there, he misses like six appointment appointments with his probation officers. So he's not reporting. He's not reporting. Um, May of 2015 is when we hear from him again. Uh. <laughs> when he's arrested by Waterbury police, dirty um, being called by. <laughs>
1: Ah sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's just so funny that things happen in Connecticut. I like I've been to all these towns and like, Um
0: this one happened on the same road I used to live on, so this is crazy because I'm like You
1: were living there I, I was I had, living there
0: <laughs> at the time and I don't know which part because it's a long it's a big road but I was like was I there? <laughs> like did I hear something? You were like, the fuck is that other thing?
1: We finish this one. About
0: my business. We're <laughs> talking
1: right. about people who always mind their fucking business. We're right back on an MLK Boulevard, right? Once again, right? Stay off MLK Boulevards. You're not Jay Z. You're not good on every single one of them. Stay. <laughs> If you don't know that, that's a line from the yeah, new I, car. I, I, okay. da-
0: I followed you on that, that one. I got you, you got- I got you. I got you. I got you. Yeah,
1: yeah. I'm good on any MLK. Blah, blah, blah. He good. <laughs> I love that song. All right. So do I. Okay. Um,
0: <laughs> so anyways. Okay. Um, so they arrive. Um, they basically got called because they heard a woman screaming from the second floor window of this apartment building. They arrive. You know what? Huh?
1: You lived in an apartment, but never mind. So. That's why
0: I'm I'm trying to look this up later on to see <laughs> if I, got, I saw this when I was researching, but I never looked further into it. <laughs> um, so I was on the first floor, though. Anyways, so they come over here and they see him trying to leave out the back door. Um, he refuses to answer their questions. Um, but the victim said that they were arguing in the kitchen. Uh, Drayton threw a win uh chair and yeah. broke the window, or out the window. Sorry. <sighs> <laughs> then he picked her up, carried her into her son's bedroom, and wouldn't let her leave. Um, and he, she started screaming, and then he stopped. So once he started screaming, he stopped and let her go without further incident. But Lord knows what would have happened if she didn't scream out that window. Um,
1: but he gets arrested,
0: right? He gets um, arrested again.
1: <laughs> and in t- December 2015, he gets he's found guilty of second degree. Unlawful restraint,
0: right?
1: Um, interfering with a, an officer and resisting arrest, and a violation of probation order and like, obvious a protective order and probation because again he is not checking in. Nope. Um. Side note as well. Um. I did tell you about how I did the sex offender search around my place.
0: Oh, I do that everywhere. And than. I am
1: so angry that so many of them are unaccounted for. Someone find them. Um. <laughs> some of these just super violent. I was like, ugh. Mm-hmm. And also in my area, I was like, Lord. Um. Good thing I, I don't do, do nothing that. Necessary. Literally
0: everywhere I move, and you know, you know, like kids and stuff. I'm like, well, don't bring your kid around here. Just letting you know, you know, I'm not gonna tell you why. But don't bring, you know? Just everybody, be everybody
1: also wonders why when I let people out of my house, I watch you walk to you. I don't just shut the door behind you. I'm like, I stand like the black grandma out in the front porch, right, with my arms crossed. Right. Like as soon as I see that light coming in your car and your car start, you're on your own from there. Like. <laughs> Like as soon as like you, should, you
0: should, yes, should be he, locked
1: and you should be going
0: he does make sure I'm good because he needs that co-host so he does check do I though? yeah you do you literally watch every time yeah no
1: I mean no you said I need a co-host do I? I was like
0: yes. <laughs> let, me, uh, let me just get out this chair and leave now then okay girl I'll see you uh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> you'll be back in two weeks so there <laughs> so he gets arrested and then because he don't know how to fucking act. and, and So, so often, I'm going to say this too, because we, we have to talk about this. So, so often, like, with mental illness, usually people with mental illness or symptoms of mental illness don't get checked or don't get caught up with until they get intertwined in the CRJ, CRJ system, Jesus. The criminal justice system. <laughs> you tell you can always tell when you talk to people who work with, like, social. Because <laughs> it's our abbreviation that doesn't need to be abbreviated. It's uh, so... <laughs> I hate myself. The criminal justice system, <laughs> and even then, it's like there's a lot of mistreatment and pro- improper diagnoses, and like, right. so like I'm just like he keeps getting arrested, and he has, mm-hmm. again this this behavior has been documented, so he obviously has things going on. Mm-hmm. It just bothers me. So he gets arrested again. Mm-hmm. Jesus, in New Haven, Connecticut, in February of 20. I'm tired. Sorry. sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> he gets arrested in February. I'm just like. Because it bothers me to my core. I'm like, how in the world? Just like This is, I'm not blaming, I'm, if everybody who's listening, I'm not blaming police officers being terrible. Police officers are not social workers. They're not psychologists. But once people get arrested, det- detained, um, are held, like, especially for extremely violent crimes, they should probably be checked. Um, but he gets arrested in New Haven because he threatens to kill a man. Um, and this man says, hey, no, nah, chill out. You know, me and Daniel are friends. Like, we've mm-hmm. known each other since childhood. But, um, after this, uh, after he had been released from prison, he had been staying at this man's home in New Haven. And this right. is, again homelessness.
0: Right. Like,
1: so he was living in a homeless shelter, and then this man was like, no, you come can, in, like,
0: Come live with me. We're come friends. Come live with me. Like, we've been this, friends with kids.
1: And he still homeless. I don't know why that. like I wrote a whole paper about like homelessness as an effect of like abuse of rhuma, but like
0: okay, so proper social work dictates that if he was in the system, right. he would have gotten checked from getting checked, he would have been properly put in a demis service home or something and once he that. got out right so
1: this because this this man, this friend of his says that that Daniel had stopped taking his medication. right so once again, I wish I knew what the medication was and what the condition was because it would it would color this conversation completely differently.
0: Right, right.
1: And so he says all these things. Um, he stopped taking his medication in December. Um, again, there's no report of what that medication was and now we're in February and he began to accuse this man of stealing his money mm-hmm. around January. And so right. he said, you need to go. Right. And so after one of those, like again, once you if you're an abuser and you've gotten this idea that you are powerful and in control and you're told right. you need to go... Of course you're gonna retaliate. Like even if, even if it's a man, like he probably sees the man as more of a threat to his physical wellness. But right. like even if you're a man, right away you still met with, the, I'm gonna I mean, kill you. Like mm-hmm. you know like you know them gang, th- fake thugs come up. You know, run run me my heady, run me my heady, yo, you <laughs> won't do it. Like, like... <laughs>
0: the Takashi, <signalizing. laughs>
1: yeah, I can't reach. He's like Kashi. you won't, you won't catch me out in these streets. He's like, oh square up, <laughs> square up, run me my, run me my friend right now. What you doing? The little Takashis in the world. Have you ever seen that video of the little, uh the little white boy who? <laughs> He says nigga a lot, um, in the video, but it's funny to me because he's like wearing these like baggy pants and this hat on is obviously like eighty degrees outside of Indiana wherever they are. <laughs> and he was like, You came up with me in some fun shit. You said like you know, you said like, oh, what what set you rep cuz and I wasn't saying that cause I was chill that day, but today nigga, I got time. And I was like, yo. This is how I picture Never Daniel. Oh,
0: probably, yes.
1: <laughs> like, oh, you you said you could drop your kid off and run me my fade. And I was like, "Yo, you weigh 110 pounds wet." Don't he get...
0: looked like he was about 110 <laughs> pounds wet. Too. Do you see Dennis Mitchell?
1: He, he looked little, deceptively strong. Right. That happens so often. Listen,
0: adrenaline could count for a lot of things, and if there is a mental health issues, and these adrenaline, yeah, it happens. But it's right. just so
1: ridiculous to me. Right. And so he asked this man to move. He asked Jenny uh, to move out, and but <laughs> so he had met because he had met a man, a girl online, you right. know. So that's what happens. Like, you want to share?
0: Well, keep in mind, after he moves out, he starts to threaten the roommate to the point where he gets um, sentenced to jail for 90 days. Right. Um, so that happens after. But then upon release and not going back to the friend's house, he has a girl that he had met or was talking to, and he decides to move in with her.
1: Yeah, but before that, like you said, the threatening—he yeah. threatened to cut homegirl into pieces. So, like, there No, is...
0: no, this is the roommate though he threatened as well. Oh
1: yeah, like yeah, yeah, it's yeah. just reckless shit. Like it was—it uh, yes. was in a phone call and in a Facebook message. Like, he offered
0: that... people—he offered right—he offered people to kill the roommate
1: once again. <laughs> and they said they were very concerned about this. So he's like, he's right. off his medication. Yeah, he always carries a pocket knife on him. So you're right. So he gets he gets sentenced, you know, the ninety days because he gets he's found guilty of second degree. Again, harassment. he's he's held second degree harassment for ninety days, one year probation. Um, and so, like, this is
0: but still probation years. You have to meet with that probation officer the first time. I think coming out of the court date, you have to meet with somebody. So again, somebody he, he should have been supervised, and it doesn't happen.
1: Well, he is supervised.
0: Technically, but supposed that's, to be. Supervised. But that's the
1: thing because, like, you have probation and parole officers, but you—the onus is on you to check to show in up, right? Because it has—that's uh, one of the signs that you are rehabilitated or right. rehabil, or on the path to rehabilitation. So, like, if you don't show up for these things, obviously, mm-hmm. um, it just bothered me.
0: Right? No, it's annoying. Like,
1: and, it's just like. And let me tell you guys.
0: Daniel is hard to keep up with because he has a lot of cases. And he does a lot and we're not even at the main point we of the gotten, story. We, we haven't yet. even we haven't got come, there. We yet. haven't come
1: back full circle. We
0: haven't even got there. Not yet. at all. This is just the beginning. So, you know, at this point I, I remember reading this and saying to myself like, "Oh, this guy should have been held longer uh, because of priors like right like 30,
1: <laughs> like 90 days.
0: <laughs> right, and suspended. So how <sighs> <laughs>
1: so- be better right <laughs> this is and, and, and then, do now better. this is new haven um <laughs> they were probably thinking look there are they probably have like four
0: crimes right. like this happened today like
1: grand there's some grand larceny shit someone robbed a bank someone stole a car and crashed into right. you know the green and knocked over a statue like people and especially recently in new haven like yeah. 100 people overdosing on the green A2, like yeah like, New Haven has its own problems. They're like, homeboy threatening you on Facebook, we're going to let him go. Right. <laughs> but it's it's wild to me. Wild. So, yeah. So, obviously, he's, fail- he's failing to meet with his probation officer, and they couldn't locate him. Yeah. Tried over and over again. And eventually, it will come to be known that they didn't even realize that on June 30th of this year, they had no idea that he had been arrested.
0: Right um for basically choking his girlfriend. Yes, you heard it. He has another girlfriend in Long Island and he was arrested on June thirtieth for choking her out. Um this happened less than two weeks um before um the main case we're about to talk about. But we're talking about his girlfriend now in June thirtieth, her name is Anea. Which is
1: a pretty name for what it is. <laughs> Uh, like you know he met her through I think it was belie- plenty of fish this wasn't tinder T-
0: right this was and plenty of fish So she had another told, disaster for me yes I, I prefer tinder to like plenty of fish I'm just saying like personally just quality I mean things. you
1: right you real right <laughs> so you, you real right I mean, Plenty of Fish is ugly. That's why I don't use it. <sighs> that, like, I mean, its interface end, is not old, co- like old. customer user friendly. It's
0: literally like 1999. It interface. looks like it
1: hasn't been updated since like 2006. <laughs>
0: Absolutely yes.
1: <laughs> and they have no intention of doing it. The And all the people, oh, yo, the I can. Just, you know what? On the Instagram, I'm going to send you screenshots mm-hmm. of the people that be hitting me up on Plenty of Fish. And I will tell you, when I tell you, all their pictures look like they were taken with Motorola flip phones in 2007. Oh my God!
0: I I've I have like met some crazy people on like Plenty of Fish, like crazy situations. Um, I believe oh God, one guy trying to live with me on <laughs> Plenty of Fish because yeah, or it'd be go. like that. Sometimes. Like <laughs> it was just all bad, and I got off of there quick. Um But unfortunately, she did not, and she met Daniel. Yeah. Um. So they were very much an on and again off again couple, and on. June 30th, I believe she was trying to break up with him once again. He wasn't having it. And I, they were in a public, I think parking lot. But were they in a park? I think they were in a park a yeah. uh, parking lot.
1: They were parked in a car.
0: Parked in a car. Um, he begins to choke her out. Literally get on top of her in the car and choke her out. Her saving grace was that she opened the door, crawled out of the car, and two men saw what was mm-hmm. going on. And they fought him off and called the police. Wild. Crazy.
1: So crazy. Yes. That he gets arrested Again. and gets released without bail.
0: Nope. I mean, I don't think they knew about his priors in Connecticut, Because it's... Though. Exactly. Yeah, they but, had no clue. Like, I remember... it's
1: still violent enough that right, you should probably right, remand right, him. Yeah, yeah, nah. They don't do it. So he gets released on July 5th. Yes. Which bothers me to my absolute core. I am so tired of this shit. And so, what is so funny, so while... All this shit is stewing in, in New York on Long Island. The Connecticut Judicial branch decides that they're going to issue an arrest warrant.
0: <laughs> Are they
1: going to keep him this time? For his arrest. Um, now, mind you, on July 26th of this year, after previously deciding to do so on a very specific date, mm-hmm. July 17th, the same date that Samantha Stewart was found dead.
0: Ironic. <laughs> like...
1: They were gonna do it that day. Right. They were gonna come looking so for come this motherfucker,
0: right.
1: and decided we'll wait another week for what? <laughs> like I, I swear to God, like I. So, get do it. you
0: think they're giving him passes because he was a foster kid?
1: I think that's loaded, um, and I think that's dangerous. To I say
0: don't know, loud. but I'm, I'm, I'm being no. honest.
1: So often, foster kids are actually statistically Question. foster kids are actually more severely punished. Really by yeah by the, the criminal justice system because unfortunately um you have a lot of people in the justice system who don't see foster care or social work um side of things they only mm. see them as criminals they don't see what's causing things right and so, what they see is is a symptom of an environment or a community. And if or God forbid, you get a racist judge, or like <laughs> it's just like them darkies, right? So like you don't like you get like in this a lot of times you have to get into the values and beliefs of people. Right. And if you believe that you're in foster care, it's because your parents are trash, mm-hmm. or sorry, your parents are unfit. Better use the <laughs> proper, use the proper terminology. Your parents are unfit. And now you're fucking up, and you're getting caught up in the criminal justice system. Now you're also terrible too. Uh, so there's all so they these see things it as like, like it's you're a, just
0: like your parents. You're just like your parents. Thing.
1: This is something uh, you and sometimes like that's the point. People don't realize the importance of social work is to be that intermediary. Is to be the person that keeps kids from falling to the cracks and falling into the the traps of communities where there is less opportunity for employment and education and access to things that keep you out of trouble. Like that's what the point of social work is to find services that can like intercede on your behalf, be that middle person.
0: But then again, we don't know if it, that his parents were unfit.
1: They have to be either dead or unfit for him to be. He could be out of control
0: kid. and they couldn't handle him. I mean, technically that's unfit, but doesn't speak to the parents. Cause I've seen people who get into the system because they're out of control. And then they go into therapy. Cause they're
1: not arrested as juveniles. If there's kids who are out of control, don't just get placed in DCF care.
0: I actually do know a situation where like she just kept running away. Running away, running away, and well, like, she's in DCF
1: care, but because she's running, yeah, running away. But it still right. falls on the fault of a parent. Like that's the, like she's out of control. Yeah, like, you can't, you know, but right? you can't do like, anything. Can't but as a parent, anything. you're supposed to do. It's still seen as a form of neglect. I
0: guess.
1: I was like, I was like, they, like because we I mean, we all have kids. Who are, There's
0: some kids, you know, growing up. Some of my friends, even that you know, the parents did all that they could.
1: Or you get the, like you get me and the McDonald's <laughs> sipping my milkshake. Like they ain't doing a goddamn thing with these kids. <laughs> I'm like, get these kids together. But no, like, it, it would be a more of a neglect thing. Like, your child right. is able to run away. Cause I, the way I said, if your kid keeps running away, right. it's because they're running from something. Right. There's nothing in your house that says safety, security, and all these things. Right. If your kid is trying to leave every chance they get. Like, I, I don't believe you, parents. <laughs> you yeah, like, we love him. We brought him a switch. We, we tell him he's handsome every day and we do And he just keeps leaving. For days at a time, we find him sleeping on his friend's couch just because they, he don't like you. And for what reasons, we need to figure it out. So I'm sure there was a case open. Right. But like it was just like, hmm. Mm. But yeah, typically, if you're in foster care, more often than not, mm. <laughs> it's because your home is unsafe or your parents are dead and you don't have any relatives that are willing to be kinship caregivers, um, which is an important thing. If you guys also in as well, I don't know how it works in other states, but if you guys are taking care of your relatives' kids for free, don't do that there are services out mm-hmm. there that will help you deal with the financial burden of adding another person to your household.
0: And please make sure you're <laughs> taking the kid for the right reasons. Don't take the kid just for the money because there are some people and families that will take that kid. I in.
1: think that's also a dangerous narrative too. Really? There are people who there take There are. Kids, I'm just saying. There, there i I know. But like well, that's one of the things I feel myself combating when I'm mm-hmm. hearing people like mm-hmm. it's, and it's not you. You're not. You're, yeah, you're yeah. definitely attached to the soft The software.
0: <laughs> software.
1: The social work. Right. Um, I've just lens.
0: seen too much much of it but
1: like there but it's not nearly as much as people would believe it's not it's not it's not even like two percent of foster parents sure and i think that it gets kind of like thrown in with unfortunately that dangerous rhetoric of like welfare queens and things like that People gaming the system right and like but there are, mind you, that was a thing in the 90s where like kids didn't really have quote unquote rights. Mm-hmm. And in Connecticut, children, have, there's a bill of rights now for foster youth. I'm and not so, even
0: speaking the foster care. I'm speaking the kinship care specifically. Kinship care like is it foster thing. Yeah. Care. But I mean, like for as far as families, I see it more when I've seen it. Right. The cases happening where they're specifically looking for the money with kinship than foster. I think All when right. you take a foster, uh, I've seen that. You really have to do it out of your heart because you're no, you don't have that relationship. Well,
1: but the the other side of things too is that kinship care is typically emergency care, right? No, like if you're like on my like my aunt was my kinship caregiver, she was my foster mom, mm-hmm. but like that took months to happen. Mm-hmm. Like typically, kinship care is like something happens, like a parent gets arrested, a parent gets injured, or gets you know or gets found out, like mm-hmm. a cops get called because someone overdoses, right. things like that happen. And immediately, this kid needs to be placed somewhere, Mm -hmm. and it is hard to find an emergency therapeutic foster home, wherever in the middle of the night. And if you've got an aunt that you can, who you know whose house you could sleep at for until further notice, they're Mm going to put you there. Mm -hmm. And so, typically, kinship care, like my aunt chose to get me, and there's kind of convoluted things around that about money and shit like that. But like, typically it's emergency care. Right. So you don't usually have a chance to think about how much money you're going to get. Right. Usually you're inundated with the fact that your sister or your brother is hurt, dead, sick, addicted to drugs, and you're not to take care of this child. All that stuff comes afterward. Um, but it's, <laughs> I love that we get into this. We're just social um,
0: workers and we can't turn it off.
1: It's never going to go it's away. It's never going to go But I think that, but no, I think that when you talk about the criminal justice system, it's so, that's why I, I like, I, I decided that, after this, I need to go and get, like, either, like, I don't know, like, I gotta go get a degree in community psychology or get, like, a doctorate in community psychology because you got I want to like, doctor. Like, exactly. Science, doctor, psychology. All right, right. Thank you. Doctor, Bush, sounds great. Um, <laughs> I think that, I don't know, I just feel like there has to be. I don't know, there's, it's just, like, foster care, like, these kids are so vilified and stigmatized as being damaged and fucked up and broken beyond beyond repair because of what their parents are. And it doesn't have to be that way. And a lot of it happens because they get tangled up in the criminal justice system because they don't have proper support systems. And now they're on their own track without, again, not being mentally diagnosed or properly uh, diagnosed with mental illnesses, not being treated properly, like things that keep going. So there's a whole bunch of stuff in here. Um, but again, so now we wrap around, mm-hmm. <laughs> full circle, mm-hmm. to Samantha Stewart's body being discovered, mm-hmm. and so we have all these things, and the police are canvassing this crime scene, and not to be outdone, something else comes up attached to fucking Daniel's. I get so the using like fun like technology and things called DNA. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Found at the crime scene, they link him to a Brooklyn rape, um, where a woman says that she went on a date with him on June 17th to a pizza shop. They met on Tinder and she says that he ends up choking her unconscious. And when she comes to, she wakes up to him trying to rape her and she escapes, but not before she said that Daniel slashed her tires and threatened to blow up her car. A month prior. Exactly a month no prior, prior to this. To. This is what... Like... And that doesn't even speak to where we find Daniel next. Like, this no, is no, what... No,
0: no this, And this is the big part. That, if you guys aren't ready... Like, that was just the, the... The work up to where we're about to go. Oh, my we God. We haven't even hit the hit big part yet. We have not. No. So, now we're at July 17th. So, like we said, we find Samantha... Basically brutalized by Daniel. He apparently had matched with her on Tinder. Samantha was a 29-year-old nurse, you know, probably single doing her thing. And I guess they met up. I'm not too sure, and I don't know if you have that piece of information, how he ended up at her house. Um, Maybe they went on a date. Maybe they met up at her house. But he basically brutally raped and killed Samantha. So, not only he, you know, rapes and kills her, but he steals her credit card, orders Uber Eats, like, food from her credit card, and flies across the country to now California.
1: So, yeah. So, we see here that Daniel is not we can't even call this sloppy because he's been sloppy. Daniel has not been meticulous or mm-hmm. intentional really with what, in trying to hide or be hidden. Like he doesn't, he doesn't kill his, all his victims well, other victims are just abused and beaten badly. Um And doesn't, he just leaps like he gets right. arrested and goes on to the next one. So I don't think, he, I think at this point he's kind of like, maybe my grandma would always say like, when you're, t- you're sick and tired, you'll come in, you know, like when you're right. really tired of what you're doing, so I think that he wanted to be caught. He knew things were, like, his, his luck, for, so to speak, was Correct. running out. Correct. And so, like, ordering Uber Eats, obviously, with a dead woman's credit card. Right. Ordering plane tickets with a dead woman's right. credit card. Like, you knew what was going, like, you knew that. And they that. could
0: track the stuff, clearly. Like, they could track the plane oh, ticket. So he goes to California and meets a girl in Hollywood. And he holds her hostage and rapes her. Right before he's arrested by the police in California there.
1: Right. So definitely, like, he's used her credit, uh, Samantha Stewart's credit cards. Like I said, there's DNA evidence um, that had linked him to that rape, that attempted rape in Brooklyn. And so the New York, New Jersey police had created a task force investigating that murder. And so they had tracked him all the way there and had obviously reconnected and connected and <laughs> collaborated with California, Hollywood, California police departments. Um, part of me wishes that, like, I don't know if you've ever been to, like, Hollywood. I have not. I only go. know about West Hollywood because that's where all the gays are. So we ho. And I just imagine that every, like, and there's, like, gay, like, rainbow sidewalks and crosswalks there. Mm-hmm. I just imagine that all the cop cars are also painted in rainbow colors.
0: <laughs> you just decided.
1: And so it just makes me laugh because I just feel like and then it's like he looks out the window like holy shit, and it's nothing but rainbow mobiles outside. He's like the gays found me. Gotta kill. Like I don't know. That just makes me happy in my head. I'm like I feel like I wanted him to be caught that way, mm-hmm. but it's not gays. It's a whole bunch of like over like hyper masculine, hyper aggressive. Um, probably I don't know what's the word I'm looking for. Hopped up on testosterone, whiskey, and briskets, um, looking to take him down.
0: I feel like there's a whole culture thing I'm missing, but cool. There isn't. That's Charnel's
1: <laughs> culture. Charnel's just thinking about brisket-fed police officers. <laughs> Apparently, that's. I don't know. I just feel like when I think of like like dangerous police officers, those are the types I think of. Like the ones who are really looking to take someone down. Like, oh yeah, we got them. We got a mark, man. Like, I
0: think of we got a the per muscles.
1: Sometimes, yeah. like most of the police officers I see around here, got bellies and stuff. Yeah, I mean, like you've been doing this a while, you let yourself go. <laughs> like especially living All in like Duncan. living in this town, like my town, <laughs> not, not a lot, ha- a lot happens, and they send like the young rookie cops to deal with it. But the ones I always encounter when it's like someone called the police on someone, and now they're blocking my way of getting home, and I'm like, hey, he looks doughy. <laughs> like he looks like if I had to, like I could take him. He should probably like get that fixed. Like you don't want people to look at you and be like, "Yeah, this isn't a problem." Right. <laughs> Which so, you can- speaks to like why people shoot guns because they can't fight. Find- I don't know. Um, <laughs> it's neither here nor there.
0: Whole other discussion for a no whole other separate podcast. It's not this one. So <laughs> go ahead. No, go ahead.
1: So he gets arrested. Fine a fucking Lee. Yes. It's awesome. So they hold him, and he faces charges in Los Angeles for attempted murder, rape, Damn. false imprisonment, sexual penetration with a foreign object. With I'm tell you, like escalations here. Like you, right. you get there eventually. Um, he's expected to be extradited to New York sometime this month. Um, he's due in court August 27th. Mm-hmm. So about seven days from now, we're recording on the 20th. Right. Um, So we'll have an update sometime after that date. Yes. But as messy as this was and as over-the-top and ridiculous and seemingly—I went in thinking this wasn't going to be a lot to talk about. Uh, That was Daniel Drayton.
0: He has a lot to unpack. He's currently saying that he is— Criminally insane, so that's where we are now. Yeah, and that's the that's other thing. Leaving, it's hard to get. He one was of those. saying
1: things like, you know, my mind didn't want to do it, but my body, my body wanted did. me to. I'm just He's a passenger in my body. The
0: murders.
1: He's yeah. He starts saying responsibility for other murders, and he starts saying there are voices in his head. Like, so we know that auditory hallucinations are symptoms. Like me, speculating, only speculating. speculating. You're not taking this to the right. brain, but auditory hallucinations are like um, symptoms of things like psychosis, schizophrenia um other things like uh manic depression like those things are very real Correct. um but this is something I also wanted to talk about too and I made sure I made a highlight in this um all like he could be mentally ill for the sake of just being mentally ill like and chemical imbalances and things as such Correct. but also like traumatic events can also bring on like auditory hallucinations or like any other symptoms of mental illness so, like, that's sexual abuse, that's neglect, things like that, um, grieving heavily. Um, again, we don't know why he was in foster care. His so
0: most seems to be women. Right. So. right. so, maybe
1: there's some weird unfit ties to his mother. Maybe his right. mother was an abuser, too. Like, there's all these things that could trigger these same symptoms of mental illness. Um, so, I don't know what it is. And also, the other thing, too, that people don't understand um, is that foster care in itself can be traumatic. Everyone sees foster care as some kind of saving grace. Right. Um, Like, oh, well, life is so much better now because you're not in that house. Yeah. But the truth is separation from your family causes anxiety. Right. It causes its instability. Right. You're unsure of yourself, unsure of your surroundings. You're unsafe because you don't know these strangers who are now um tasked with protecting you and you're in the stranger's home sleeping in a stranger's bed you don't know their intentions if you have a past of abuse being a being out of control like that is not good but also just transition in general is traumatic for a lot of people you can see how many people who say like man i don't do change well they moved to a new town and they freaked out and came back home like it happens that way so like there are a lot of things that go into this that make me believe that he can be mentally ill and or some has some symptoms that were exacerbated by his time in foster care right. and because he wasn't properly treated in his teens when they could have caught something. Like this I'm not saying that foster family didn't do their job, maybe they tried. Right. Um but again, knowing Connecticut's foster care system. Right. <laughs> I was just like, you know, there are probably some things that went on that went unseen. Right. Um but that has been Daryl, um Drayton, like Daryl shit. That has it's been
0: Daniel. <laughs> Daniel, I say.
1: Phonetics don't matter. He's black. So
0: there's
1: (laughs) you create a name and it's what it is. Um again, Charnel. So there is that is Daniel Drayton.
0: Daniel. Um
1: this has been a fun case. I am hungry. I am tired. And tired. It's very late. I'm
0: so tired. Um
1: Also, I've got a tattoo. Don't know why I didn't tell you guys that. <laughs> it's just new things in my life. I keep looking at it, and it looks really good. I'll put a po- I'll put a picture up somewhere. It's going to be on my Insta. Um, it's of in my name. What? I said it's of my name. I'm not that wild. So, <laughs> D, where can people find you on Timelines, on the internet?
0: On the internet. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram. It's D-E-E underscore L-I-G-H-T 4 on all the internet things, follow me there to talk to me. and You can also s- talk to me occasionally and more so this week because I'm on break on the Facebook What Did You Crew forum. Um, I post links all the time on my social media on how to get on there. So find me on there too.
1: Okay, dope. So that was long-winded. So I am <laughs> not that many places because whatever. I'm in Snapchat, Twitter, and Instagram. It's all under one name, Sharnel B um it's in the show notes also and as well um i look at the crew things but my job is really to kind of monitor the facebook page as a whole but other than that that's it guys take care of yourselves have clean thoughts goodbye
0: and we'll talk soon